Hello. So I'm recording this monologue a day early because I know that I'll be office bound tomorrow and probably won't have time to record anything. I thought I would start with a quotation, as I always do, and I'm taking this from one of my favourite books, although I say that about most things, don't I, that they're always a favourite, but this is a great book called Awakening the Entrepreneur Within, and it's a quote from Shantaram, the book by Gregory David Roberts. For this is what we do, put one foot forward and then the other, lift our eyes to the snarl and smile of the world once more, think, act, feel, add our little consequence to the tides of good and evil that flood and drain the world, drag our shadowed crosses into the hope of another night, push our brave hearts into the promise of a new day, with love the passionate search for a truth other than our own, with longing, the pure ineffable yearning to be saved. For so long as fate keeps waiting, we live on. God help us. God forgive us. We live on. And right in the middle of that quote, it's got those words, push our brave hearts into the promise of a new day. And certainly with regards to the situation in Ukraine and Russia, I can't begin to imagine what it must be like to wake up to the sirens and the sound of bombing and to think that you'll be facing yet another day of bombardment. That is, if you see out the day and aren't killed or captured. And so the ordinariness of what I'm going to describe pales into insignificance by the side of that. But all of the peoples of that area, those including the ones taking in refugees, are always in my thoughts. But today I wanted to reflect again, as boring as it might sound, on this subject we call work. Why, you might ask, why is it that I seem obsessed with talking about it? And I think the issue for me is that my working days really are coming to an end. And it's not like I want to have a conversation with my younger self. That's childish. It's not possible. What we're really talking about is why do we end up doing what we do when the only justification, not the only real justification, I mean the only justification, is money. Now we might dress it up differently, we might say something completely different, you may have a very good reason for doing what you're doing, and it has nothing whatsoever to do with money. But I can say this with hand on considered heart, that I've yet to meet anybody who will say to me, well, I don't do it for the money, and even if I wasn't being paid, I'd still do it. Oh no, you wouldn't. Work is the last thing that we want to do, I'm afraid to say. We do it because 
we have to. We have a moral order that hangs over us. Now, is that just a personal reflection? Is that just my view? It could be. But I've seen a lot in 41 years that reminds me of so many things that we take as normal, but looking back on them are anything but normal. Why do we put ourselves through the meat grinder, as I call it, where we're hidebound by rules and regulations and dress codes and tone of voice and attending meetings, those bloody meetings? Why do we play by a set of rules that seem so fake and unappealing? Why do we have to queue up waiting for our turn to get to the top? There are so many things about the workplace that to me just seems out of kilter with normal life. And when I say life, I mean the sort of life where you just live. You don't have to think too much about living, really. It's just one breath after another, an in-breath, an out-breath. And yet we dress work up as something artificially special, as if it has such great meaning, or rather we attach such great meaning to it. Why? Whether you're, like me, a lawyer, an accountant, a surveyor, somebody who cleans the bins, a receptionist, a gardener, whatever your job is, as far as I can see, they're all the same. And I've done my fair share from digging graves to being a bingo caller, to being in recruitment to an engineer, to being, for my sins, a chief executive officer, whatever the hell that means. And I've never, ever felt a sense of deep connection with any of it, because when I stand back from it, I think, what is this all about? It's like a sandbox. It's like you're in a box and you, you, you can't get out of that box. There's, there's no escaping that box. And you give up. You cede your autonomy, your truth-seeking, your power, your relevance even, in pursuit of something that in most cases means you're keeping up appearances, you're continuing to build that pyramid for somebody else. And if I've got a downer on the company, and I do have a downer on the company, it's because, as I've said many times before, my view is that the company is inherently ecocidal. Now that might sound an odd thing to say, given that it's a legal construct, without directors, without shareholders, without stakeholders. There is no such thing. You can go and buy your shelf company if you want, but it needs a motor force. It needs somebody with their hand on the tiller doing something with it. But the whole purpose of a company, or the purpose of most of them, is to make a profit and to distribute that amongst a limited group of people. Now, we might argue whether or not that's still relevant in this day and age, but that's what it seems like 
to me, there is only one model or the dominant model. Yes, you might work for the NHS or a healthcare provider or a charity or a not-for-profit or an LLP, etc., etc. But the majority of people still work within a company. Now, if that company had anything other than its own sense of importance, in other words, it looked to the place for its sustenance, the earth, in other words, the thing that it relies upon in most cases to make that profit, would it carry on exacting such a toll? You know, companies are extractive, they're exploitative, that's in their nature. I've never yet seen a company set up, in my sort of neck of the woods at least, that its sole purpose was to give back to the non-human world. I don't mean with a view to planting some trees, not that there's anything wrong with that, or to rewild. I mean to go much, much further than that, to set out to change the company structure forever, to get rid of a company, perhaps. I mean, companies haven't been around for that long, a few hundred years, maybe back to the middle of the 18th century. Before that, there might have been guilds, or associations, or tribes. So it's not the only show in town. But I digress, really. I don't really want to get on to the company soapbox and take issue just with that. It's the work thing that I think upsets me. It upsets me because nobody wants to talk about anything other than work. Yes, they talk about looking forward to the weekend, going on holiday, changing jobs, but work is right in the centre of all of that. You might ask, well, what else is there, smart-ass Summer Haze? And the truth is, I don't know. I don't know how you displace something that's so dominant. I posited um, yesterday some thoughts around this on the gift economy, time banking, intentional communities. But it does seem to me that it's going to take some one hell of a shock to dismantle the whole thing. And in fact, I think whilst humans still exist, I don't see it ever being dismantled. The generation coming through now, uh, that's my kids' generation, have been schooled in the idea, and I've no doubt aided and abetted that, that work is the only show in town, whether that's self-employment, employment, or even setting up your own business, which in most cases means a business of one, a small business, where you end up working for yourself. You end up working for yourself, but you're still doing it, doing it, doing it. You haven't really escaped work. I mean, if, if the idea of setting up a business was for you to escape it, to work on the business and not in the business, then I don't see very much evidence of that. In fact, I see no evidence of that. So I think where I'm coming from is, if nothing else, I would love to have a conversation about what work should mean to us, as opposed to what it does mean to us. Why have we let money 
and I mean money just in the sense of paying for things, why have we allowed it to take such precedence? Is it because we've been blindsided by capitalism and don't see any other model? I mean, at the moment, it doesn't seem to be working out terribly well, if you ask me. If you look at the debt levels across the country, in terms of having the things that we're having, they come with a price tag. They're not free, as my old man would say. But anyhow, I'm conscious of the time, and I don't want to go on forever and a day. But those are just a few of my thoughts and reflections on work. But I'd love to know what you think. What does work mean to you? Thank you for listening. It'd be great to get your feedback anyway on this format. Until the next time, as they say, take care.